Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan. And we have Veronica. Say hello, Veronica. Hello. And just waiting on Joe. Um, before he comes in, how was your week? It's okay. You know. Yeah. Like during pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, someone Anything? asked me, like, oh, like, they were like, oh, yeah, you, you know, so good to see you thriving. I'm like, I think I'm more surviving than thriving. <laughs> but those new headshots, girl, okay? Those new headshots. Yeah. So that was exciting. Okay. They well, were very like, oh my God. show specific. And I was like, okay, look at look at Mom Veronica doing her thing. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I need to be in the good doctor in the sex mistake reboot. And they need to be on TV. Because I'm through Twitter, I <laughs> am going to put in a good word so that we can get you on the Law and Order. Did you see I how know, I like, can't it's they back. responded to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Amazing. I didn't see um, them. They responded? Yeah. So I asked them, I asked them if Law and Order, the reboot or revival, would replace or be in addition to um, Law and Order, Organized Crime, and they said in, in addition. I'm like, wait, they responded to me? Holy shit. And so that's when I put the tweet out of me and you. So. Yeah, it's so crazy. We're back um, to having three Law and Orders in New York again. I know. This is the way it should be. Like, look at Dick Wolf, though. He has three of every franchise. He's I know. Got three of Chicago, Chicago three yeah. of FBI, three of – he needs three of Law & Order. Like, I don't know about you, but the feeling I got when I read that headline, I just felt like, ugh, I felt such comfort knowing that Law & Order was back. And I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I guess on a Sunday when there's – Nothing else to watch. You're caught up with all your shows. Watching Law and Order reruns is just the best thing in the world. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I yeah, love it. Yeah, and then I'll be from I New York. It, it was, like, devastating when we lost, yeah. like, all the Law and Order. So, like, luckily, SVU, which mm-hmm. is my favorite one, it stayed. But, like, it was devastating. It's so it's funny happy now. All these Broadway actors have something to do now. I, they hire so many Broadway actors. Betty Buckley was on there how many times? Like, they exactly. love Broadway actors. And they they even hire soap actors, too. There's um, a yeah. soap actor from Guiding Light. He's a regular now on um, Law & Order Organized Crime. His name is Michael O'Leary. Oh, wait, I don't know if he's a regular. He's a guest star, I know. And um, Tamara Tooney, she was on Law & Order SBU. She was on As the World Turns the whole time she was on Law & Order SBU. So they love New York actors. I mean, hey, even... Let's just keep it real. Mariska Hargitay, her husband, Peter Harmon, he was on Guiding Light for, I think, one season. 
And then he came on to Law and Order SVU, and they got married, and yeah, the rest is history. Just saying. Um, before we get to what you were watching, Joe snuck in. I just want to say a quick hello to Joe. Hey, Joe. Quick hello. Good good afternoon, everybody. Such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hungover? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I not even close. Love him, but he, He's a dork, though. He really is. I just got done work. like, I I, working out. I'm feeling good. Not working out. Okay. I know everybody drools over Joe. He's so hot whenever. At the end of the day, he's kind of a dork. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, he doesn't take himself of. too serious. Yeah, he doesn't take himself too serious. I mean, like he's alluded to, we've, we've, we pretty much ranked on each other every day when we were kids. So, yeah, he doesn't take himself too seriously, but... I mean, aren't we all dorks? That's why we why we get along? Exactly. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. But he's like the king of dorks, though. Yeah. I have to say, for sure, that's me. (laughs) No. I'm, like, dork adjacent. I'm not, like, totally dorky. I can be. Oh, that's right. She's too cool for us. Well, no. I mean, I'm, I'm like, dork adjacent. (laughs) I will say that. I'm not too, too dorky. But... You get me and Casey in a discussion of soap operas, and we are the biggest dorks within, like, a 50-mile radius. No lie. I admit that. Um, what did you watch? Did you watch anything last week? I Veronica, watched. Sorry. Oh, 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 Joe. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Let's go first. I have to think. <laughs> uh, I watched... <laughs> I started watching The Sopranos again because mm-hmm. preparing for the for the Many Saints uh, movie to come out, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, and I just I forgot how much I really loved that show, and I really just have kind of like abandoned it over the past several years. Yep. Um, yep. But I absolutely love that show. It's so brilliant. It's so well done. Yep. It's just so, like, it's just it's it's a great show. So everybody knows that I watched The Sopranos. So I started The Sopranos rewatch um, back last May, I believe. And then I stopped it. I was watching The Sopranos and Buffy, and I stopped it. And then I picked it back up. Was it earlier this year? And I just, like, flew right through it. Um, And then this weekend, I just want to let you know, I'm not paid by HBO Max, but... For a month, HBO Max, from October 1st to October 31st, HBO Max will simultaneously be streaming the many states of Newark um, while it's in theaters. So, of course, you know what I did yesterday. I watched the many states of Newark. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it was phenomenal. You ha- and I'm sorry to say this, but you have to be a Sopranos fan in order to like this. If you're not a Sopranos fan, you don't get why they're doing this. You don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to you. You're, you're half in, but let me tell you something, Joe. We find out who killed Dickie Malasanti, and it is a shock. Oh, don't ruin yes, it. Yes, sir. Ah. I just got the chills. Um, we find out. That's all, all right. I'm saying to you. That's all I'm saying. All right. You will be... So, like, when I found out, I went, oh, like, in my bedroom, by myself, I audibly gasped. So, it's a shocker. So, 
Mm-hmm. I can't wait till you watch it because I know you're going to call me out. Okay. You're like, holy shit. But yeah. All right. I'm now I'm intrigued. If, I'm really intrigued. If you're a Sopranos fan, watch it. And the reason why I tell him that is because this has been a question since like, what, season one, episode four, and they never answered it. So this is huge. And just to let you know also, was the creator and showrunner of The Sopranos from season one to season six, all episodes. And he also wrote the screenplay. And one of the directors, Alan Taylor, from The Sopranos, directed this film. So it is truly amazing. And James Gandolfini's son looks so much like him. It's creepy. Like, it's like James cloned himself and made him a 23-year-old tall boy. Like, creepy how much they look alike. Um, okay. But, yeah, worth seeing. Every, I, I'm, I might even watch it again. Just because it's so, it was so good. Um, yeah. What else did you watch? Sorry, didn't mean to take that over. Um, the other thing that I, I've uh, I've watched, I, I started um, What If, um, mm-hmm. and I'm intrigued. I think it's, I think it's I think it's really? an interesting premise. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, it's an interesting premise. So I'm gonna, I'm willing to give it a shot to the end. I'm gonna see what happens, and then okay. uh, then I will make a decision. At that point, um, as of right now, I'm not blown away, but whatever, it's all good. For people unfamiliar, um, What okay. If is a Marvel series um, about, and Joe, help me out here. It's basically about what if, like, Steve Rogers was Black Panther, or what if Black Panther was Iron Man. Like, they're just mixing yeah. superheroes up and whatnot. What's the point of this, though? That's the reason why I haven't started it. What's the point? So one of the things that the Marvel Universe is kind of working off of now is that there's this multiverse that was created. Um, okay. And, and you're, you're trying to kind of figure out where this multiverse has spawned from. But at the end of the day, they're, they're basically saying that there is this multiverse where there are all of these mm-hmm. different versions of all of these different characters in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And the Spider-Man movie that's going to be coming out kind of delves into how that whole process works out with Spider-Man. And so they, one mm-hmm. of the great things that they've, they've done with that, with that movie is that they're now tying in the other Spider-Mans into that movie. So if you see the preview for the new Spider-Man, you'll see them bring back the Alfred Molina character, who was Doc Ock. You'll see them bring back Willem Dafoe, who was, and all you hear so far is his voice, but you see the, the Green Goblin ball land on a highway and it blows up a bunch of stuff. And so they, there's, there's also some speculation that they might bring back Andrew Garfield as well as Toby Maguire for some kind of cameos in it. Who knows if that's really mm-hmm. going to happen. But basically what they're saying is, is that in all of these different alternate realities, they're um, in this multiverse, they're all having impacts uh, on the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so they're exploring mm-hmm. that through these different avenues and these different medias. And that's what What If is. What If is starts off with the premise that instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, Agent Carter ends up becoming Captain Carter. And so the, the okay. series kind of goes from there. And, and, and it just kind of spins off on all of these different storylines that they've already developed over the kind of the, the act one of the Marvel universe. And now they're kind of mm-hmm. delving into these other exploratory avenues of it. And I, I think it's interesting. It is a little confusing. Um, 
especially if you are hopelessly devoted to all the original, like Iron Man and, and Thor and all those, mm-hmm. um, it is a little bit confusing because some of these secondary and tertiary characters are, they take a little bit more center stage as opposed to the ones that we've, we've known and loved. So it's a, it is a little bit, a little bit uh, disorienting, but I, I think content wise, it's certainly not as good as what they were putting out initially. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to see how that plays out with the Spider-Man and, and having Doctor Strange in it and all these other characters that are coming in. So I, I, I'm intrigued to see how they how they continue to develop it because they were really a, a box office juggernaut up until this point, and I feel right. like they are. See if they actually but start putting out some quality out that, content yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is also um, this explained. I'm glad you explained it because the name the title of the newest Doctor Strange sequel is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, and it's supposed to be like a horror film. So this explains yeah. why I, I feel like once What If comes out and then this sequel comes out, they'll tie in together and it'll make sense more. Um, but I love that Sony is letting uh, Marvel and Disney kind of fold into... <laughs> Every time I say the word fold, I think of... Uh, Creek. Just fold the cheese. Sorry. Um, they're just letting they're letting us fold in um, Spider-Man into the MCU, which is amazing. Oh, I got dorky. Ooh, yeah, I got dorky. All right, I'm a dork. There's um, also there's also there's also a rumor that they're going to um, they're going to add in the Venom slash Carnage element into the Spider-Man oh. series too, which I think would be perfect because. Mm-hmm. In, in, in my humble opinion, Venom is the best and most exciting of Spider-Man's villains through comic books, movies, whatever, however you want to play it out. Hands down, my opinion, the best adversary for Spider-Man. But it's hard to make him um, a villain with him being such a guy right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's got two movies and he's fighting bad guys. He's fighting the villain, but at the same time, we have to understand Venom is a villain. So, well, he's, he's an adversary of Spider-Man, and I I think that's one of the yeah. things that you, if you look at the the way that the comic books have have come out, mm-hmm. you know, in the course of their entire history, he started off as right. as a villain in Spider-Man comics, but when they spun off his own comic it became a, a, a kind of more, it became murkier because there were things that he was doing that seemed somewhat noble and, and altruistic. And it was this, this constant inner battle between, um, between Venom and, uh, and Eddie Brock. So it's, it's interesting to see that dynamic and how, how will they, you know, then turn it into um, in a, a new edition or segue it into the, to the existing universe that they have. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Veronica, did you um, watch anything last week? Uh, speaking of Schitt's Creek, I'm continuing um, Kevin Can F Himself because I love Annie mm-hmm. Murphy from Schitt's Creek. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And it is, I just think it's such a interesting concept to, like, you know, do this, like, dark take of what happens to those, like, TV wives. And then the fact that they make genres where they go from her... That like that um, the show focuses on like what the dark side of being the TV wife that you see, because they do uh, it like one section. It's like a mixed genre thing. So, well, they'll do the multicam TV comedy slap, you know, slapstick jokes, and then like it'll switch to like 
dark drama, AMC, you know, because it's on AMC, like a dark drama, you know, like the dark underbelly of like, because you never hear about what happens to live. It's always about, you know, the Kevins and the, you know, TV shows. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's like, mm-hmm. some people don't like it. I like it. I think it's really unique and fun. And plus, like I said, I like Amy Murphy, but again, you know, again, we were talking about access last time. Not crazy about that, but as I get through, it just, I don't know, it's a really interesting storyline. Like just a whole like. I'll have to check it out. You know, mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not fair, really. but you know, I love she's great, so whatever. Um, and then last night was the season premiere of SNL, Sunday Live. So yeah, yeah I, was, I, I, I was very excited about that because you know, it's like I grew up with it and I always dreamed to be on it. Mm-hmm. Probably will never be on it. So it's like kind of bitter because I was like, I'm not a cast member, but it's awesome. At least Bo and Yang is like full fledged cast member now. You know, it's like a no brainer yeah. since he was Emmy nominated. Um, and, and they didn't really use him that much. It was like really, yeah, I know they barely used him, which was like disappointing. Uh, Owen Wilson was the host, who I really like him. Um, Wedding Crashers, and then um, Loki. But like, if I'd written for that show, if they had cast, hired me to write, be a writer, I was like, how do you not have Melissa Vilsnor, who does an amazing Owen Wilson um, impression, in a sketch with him? Because <laughs> the sketch I would, would have read. Yeah, so the sketch I would have written was, like, a Loki parody, but it's with, like, mm-hmm. instead of Loki variants, they're Owen variants. So that's, like, the <laughs> sketch I would have written if I had been hired, and it would have been hilarious. Oh, Lord. He is that actually kind of a idea. national treasure. Yeah, that is a funny I know. Idea. I mean, his open money monologue was actually really funny. I don't think He's you should discount guy. yourself. You never know. You could be... You could be a writer and, and, and cast member one day, but I wouldn't discount yourself. I don't know. They uh, released, like, the 10 new writers that were hired, and there were people who, like, you know, who worked on other shows and are, are related to, like, cast members or former cast members. Like, one's, like, the son well, of Steve Higgins. You know, it's like, it's like, that's how it is with comedy. It's like, it's like mm. the people are connected. I see. Well, you never know. That's but awesome. maybe one day I'll be famous and I get to host it, which would be awesome. Yep. Speak it into existence, girl. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. Anything else you're watching? I- I'm going to check that out, though. Yeah, it's just fun to see, like, you know. And also, um, I know one of the new writers. I'm, like, excited about it. Because she was, uh, you know, like, I had tried to start a all in the sketch team prior to the pandemic, and it was, like, the actual live, mm-hmm. live show I ever had. But then after that, she went on to uh, work on Lily Singh, uh, and that got canceled, but now she's an SNL writer, which is, um, that, like, so that's another reason why I support it, like, because I know people on it. If she can do it, so you can do it. Them. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, so if you didn't know anybody who wants to hire me. I mean, you could just start your own that. sketch comedy. Which I did, but that's the funny part. Yeah, but the problem is I she don't have uh, rich white white people money. That's what I need. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. That's fair. We'll, we'll get you. It's like you don't much. even get like press, really, barely. You know what I mean? You like really have to be like connected. So one um, day, anything else? Anything else you watch in besides Kevin? In that other show, I I was, I'm still called. trying to get through White Lotus. 
That's it. It's so tr- it's so triggering. Speaking of rich, annoying, awful, rich white people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, I saw another show I don't like. Uh, Ordinary Joe. I was like, because they were like bombarding me with the commercials. I was like, okay, eh, it doesn't look that great, yeah. but let me try. And I'm like, uh, so it's about this what guy with like even three about? alternate timelines. Yeah, it's just oh, like three alternate okay. timelines. And then he's got like a bad wig in some of them, and it's just it's distracting. It takes me out, and it's just not interesting. He is too handsome to be playing bad shows. Like, remember that yeah. show with him and Sarah Michelle Gellar and Robin Williams? That was amazing. Had Robin not committed suicide, oh okay, suicide, I was thinking he looked familiar. Show. I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, he was. He was also in the the um the movie um, You with Kristen Bell. He was the brother that dated the her high school bully. I'm forgetting his name. I want to say it's something woke. W O L K. Something woke. I'm going to say John woke. woke. James woke. James that's woke. It. Yeah, that's it. He's a hottie. He's definitely a hottie. But he was in that show, and I love that show where I think were they ad agents? Were they an ad agency? They were ad agency or something, and. She, um, Sarah Michelle was Robin Williams' daughter, and he worked there, and they they had a relationship together. Oh, it was such a good show, but that was the, the last time Robin Williams had. Yes, that's damn Joe. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell is going on with you? Um, get off I my like brain. I like to chime dude. in randomly. <laughs> I know. Chime in correct too. <laughs> But, yeah, the crazy ones, I loved it. I loved that show on CBS. But, yeah, sadly, that was the last project he was on. So, last good project that James was on. Oof. Um, no, wait, he was on. Oh, also, I'm else. excited about Shang-Chi also breaking box office records. It finally surpassed Black Widow. So, it's kind of like, so just to have an Asian person beat a person, a white person who played an Asian <laughs> I mean, honey, like, can, can we keep it real? Anything can, like, literally pass Black Widow. Black Widow was the worst movie I have ever seen in the uh, Marvel It did really, really universe. well. I mean, it was number one at the box office. I don't know so how. Beat it, so. I don't know how. I know, it people seem terrible. to like uh, what's that, Florence Pugh's performance a lot. So. Oh, she was good. Yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from her. She was funny. But it's like, it didn't make sense why they were mad at each other. I don't know. It was, it, mm -mm. it actually didn't do that well at the box office. Um, I mean, it did 378 million, but the budget was And then uh, she got, they came to agreement, Scarlett and uh, Disney. So it worked it out. Now they're all all besties. Yep. It worked it out. My point is the movie didn't break even. Yes. Um, it's supposed to be I know, double to break a even. Somewhere for them to settle. True. But um, yeah, I don't. Ooh. I think even Ant Man did better than that. Ant Man. Oh no! Been a no. I, I think so, honey. I still don't understand why they had to make Ant Man. What a dumb. How's that movie How have more than one? How dare you? The first Ant Man made five hundred. And nineteen million, I don't and understand. it had a budget of one hundred and thirty. It's amazing. No it's so good. Ugh. I love it. And then even the second Ant Man made a hundred. It was 
done for 130 and made 622. Black Widow I mean, it's such a like, small. I don't understand. Like, it's such a dumb. It's more superhero. <laughs> oh, don't be a hate. Um, the first. Also, I don't well, like Black Widow. Face, uh, didn't. It didn't make a profit. It didn't even break even. Um, and that sucks. But at the same time, that should show you that maybe stop making filler movies. Maybe just make movies that advance the MCU instead of just, like, making a movie that, oh, yeah, let's make a Black Widow movie just because. It wasn't needed. It, it, really it, wasn't needed it should have been point. released 15 years ago is what they should have done. I mean, she or was a supporting series, character. Like with the other, like, side characters. Right. She was a supporting character for so long for them to wait till she was her character was dead to make a a movie was kind of dumb. Like it, it didn't make sense. Um, yeah, and the relationship with the characters really didn't make sense either. Um, to Veronica's point, not only did they settle the lawsuit monetarily, but then they said immediately. So during the lawsuit, first of all, they blamed her. They said, "Oh well." There's a pandemic, Scarlett. Why would you want people in theaters? And then they said, oh, we're fine. Everything's good. She's an executive producer of Tower of Hair, so that movie's going to be released next year. And she's, You know, we're, we're all good. I thought you guys weren't going to work with her ever again. So what, what's going on? What's going on? I'm confused. Cash cow. Um, yeah. So it looks like they are going to continue working together. Um, but it kind of was disappointing to me because I thought she was doing this for women. Well, no, she only does things for that? herself, please. Are you kidding That's me? That's what I'm saying. Like, what happened to that? I thought this was a, a woman's rights movement. What happened to that? <laughs> I'm just saying oh, catch up people who play Asian characters that are not Asian. Yeah. Yeah, and who named their kids Cosmo. So I know. Yeah. Sorry, I Joe. I went there, honey. Don't name your child Cosmo. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Colin I'm, talked about it on, like, an uh, interview. Oh, okay. About uh, how oh, the, Joe, the, the parents are like. Joe's getting pissed. We're talking <laughs> about his girlfriend. Sorry, Joe. Uh, I'm, 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 not, I'm not salty about it. Oh, no. Mm. I'm yeah, going to get a tongue laughing after parents, this. Parents were, like, not happy about the Cosmo name. They're like. How about Cosimo or some other name? <laughs> well, when you name your first child Rose Dorothy and you name your second child Cosmo, I mean, they don't jive. You got an old person's name and then you got this, like, weird name. He's going to be made fun of when he's a kid. He's going to get to kindergarten and be like, oh, hi, Cosmo. <laughs> like, they're going to make fun of him. Maybe like, where's I just Jerry? Imagine that Colin picked that, right? It has to be Scarlet, right? Or no, I don't know. It had to have. But like, girl, it's okay to say no. Like, honey, I'm not going to name our kids Cosmo. I, Apple doesn't seem too bad now. I'm sorry. I mean, no. no. That's awful, too. <laughs> Cosmo, At least anyway. Cosmo is a drink. Cosmo, every time I think of Cosmo, I think of Seinfeld. Cosmo Kramer. I think of Kramer. 
<laughs> Literally, Anthony Kramer. So now their kid is I think it's Sex in the City. Oh, you do? Yeah, Cosmos. I think this is child abuse. I think you should call the Department of Child Services on these people. Like, stop naming your kids weird. Cosmos horror. Cosmos bad, Apple's worse, but Blanket is by far and away the worst name. Okay, but that's the worst. Oh, no, actually, no, the worst is Tesla. Right? Elon Musk kid, that one you can't pronounce because it's like an equation. Oh, okay. So, I, being funny, you know me, I'm a, I'm a funny person. Um, I put out a tweet that said something to the effect of, because they said that Grimes and um, Elon broke up. And I said, oh, well, I hope their kid barcode is okay. That has been getting me so many retweets and tweets and so much traffic. I mean, I'm just funny, guys. I'm just here to entertain. But their child's name does look like a barcode. Like, I don't yeah, understand I why Gr- they did I that. I didn't realize Grimes was with him. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. They were married for, like, three years. I was like, how does yep. that even happen? How old is she? I don't 28, 27? Ew. I don't know. Yeah. No, because I need, like, I'd like, she's on that new I think she's older than me and Jeff. The mm-hmm. VR superstar yeah. thing, whatever it's called. Alter Ego, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, me and my niece watched that. It's it like Matt Singer, but um, like a digital image. But, yeah, she's like a guest, yeah. like she's a judge on that. So that's why I was like. So they're backstage. Yeah, the real singers are backstage, and on stage is their avatars. And some of the avatars were very strange. And when I mean avatar, I mean like holographic images. Some of them are very strange. One guy looks like a Jimmy Buffett with long hair. It was very strange why he he chose that. A blue skin, long hair, Hawaiian shirt and shorts. I didn't understand. He's like, this is how I always wanted to look. Really, dude? Okay. I know. Well, so bizarre. Do you? I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Um, yeah, but I'll talk about that later. Um, Joe, how was your week, by the way? I never asked how your week was in general. Um, it was it was pretty chaotic. A lot of yeah, a lot of random weird stuff happening at work. Um, my wife was uh, was was under the weather, so it was just a, it, an interesting week. But nothing I can't handle. You know how it goes. Yeah, I did want to say congratulations for getting married this month, last month. <laughs> my friend was like. Wait, did he just get married? I go, no, I don't. I think that they like didn't announce it last year, and so they that's why they did that. There was confusion as to why you tagged her recently <laughs> and just getting married. So. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's there, there's there's always chaos when you put something on social media. So. Um, right. You know, apparently I should have done it when it actually happened. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But when but you, remember, it's not when official it happened, Facebook official. <laughs> right. When it actually happened, you guys weren't talking about it. So I understood why you did it. Other people, like our mutual friend was like, wait, didn't you marry her like a while ago? I, I understand, but they didn't announce it till recently. So that's why. Just, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, yeah, you got to yeah, understand, it, like, it, it, if you guys don't see Joe, you won't understand it. Like, I thought it was fine. 
and it wasn't a, like an cool announcement job. either. I, I, I don't right. I don't like classify it as like an actual announcement. It was right. I, I literally I literally just put it out there because mm-hmm. um, because I was talking about it with with my wife, and mm-hmm. she's like, "There's a single on your Facebook," and I'm like, "No, it doesn't." And then I realized Ooh. I never change it because that's because that's how much I care about Facebook. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Jenna don't play that game, sir. She don't play no, that it's, game. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's <laughs> you can find it. It's complicated. Yeah, I should have changed it to um, that. That would have at least gotten some uh, laughs. She would have beat your ass. You, I would be visiting yeah, no, you be you if that happened. <laughs> she don't play. She don't there's play. only one person. There's only one person I need to know that 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 I, that we're married, and that's her. She needs to know that sure. that I I acknowledge that, and that that's the most yeah. important thing. And it, you know, the yeah. Facebook world. I you know, I told I told everybody else, and I yeah, and I made did. it I made it abundantly clear to uh, mm-hmm. you know to to people that I had this this uh, very quiet ceremony, et cetera, et cetera, and it was yeah. you know very COVID friendly. And you know, then you then you put it on Facebook, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, Joe got married. I'm like, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. Can you imagine yeah, being an acquaintance of Joe's, like to see him go from single one day to married the next? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, oh my God, he got married over nothing. That is. Well, I was quick, right? Yeah. It was a great person. But anyone, in fairness, anyone who is who has seen social media or see me on social media in yes. the last three years is well aware mm-hmm. that I've been with Jenna. That you are with that, somebody. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. I do. I, I totally understand the importance of, of doing it to some degree. But at the end of the day, like, if, if you paid any attention whatsoever over the last three years, mm-hmm. you would have noticed that I was, I was with her and that we got married because there are pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah, and but to but to Veronica's so you should point, have known to change that pretty early on, not to wait like a year or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't telling. Yeah. Like, I he didn't make like a big announcement. Yeah, yeah. But to um to yeah. Veronica's point, it's not official until it's on Facebook, though. I mean, that's been that's a thing since Facebook team of B. Uh, I'm just uh, saying, sorry? I get why Jenna wanted mm-hmm. you to change it. Sorry. And she didn't want me to change it. I, I want to be clear about uh, that. This wasn't yeah. like, oh, yeah. hey, what are you okay. doing? Like, no, 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 no. This yeah. wasn't like, hey, you need to change it. She just was mentioning it as like a matter of yeah. fact type comment. And I, and again, I'm completely Which makes you want you to change just, it if she mentioned it. <laughs> I maybe, mean. Maybe. In, in the context of the conversation, it wasn't like, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't like, it didn't come across that way. Let me put it that way. Because it wasn't yeah. presented, we weren't having a conversation about something where it would have been presented mm-hmm. in a way where she was like, "Hey, you better change this, motherfucker! Or I'm gonna kill you." It wasn't. Anything no, like no, that. that's right. not how wives do things. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I'm Veronica knows. And it was, it was, it was because we were we were having a conversation that somehow came up that I think we were looking at my Facebook or something, and and she mm-hmm. mentioned it. She's like, "Oh, hey." You did, like, like, hey, she noticed it kind of in the moment, too. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, you know, I've been thinking about this for the last, you know, year that you haven't done. It wasn't anything like that. Um, maybe right. she has. I don't know. Maybe she, <laughs> she's biding her time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but from I, I, what I, I know I about her, she doesn't seem sneaky like that. She doesn't seem very mm-hmm. sneaky. I, I think she's pretty no, straightforward. She's very straightforward, and she tells me she yeah. tells me like it is, which is what I, what I, one yeah. of the things that I love about her the most. She doesn't uh, pull her punches, so. Jenna, yeah, thank that. you for putting up with my friend. I appreciate it. Somebody has yes, to. Yes, thank you for putting up Can't with me. me. Thank you. Can't be me. Thank you. <laughs> um, the level of the yeah. level of tolerance is high. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Well, glad you got through it. I really did not have anything going on. Um, same old thing. Work. I have tomorrow off. I took it off as a vacation day just because I had four floating, three floating holidays left. And I found out on Friday, I'm like, oh, well, I'll do Monday as a floating holiday. Why not? So I'm just going to chillax for the day and catch up on sleep, catch up on shows, because there are shows I'm behind on. Um, I did start this new show called Our Kind of People, which, yeah, it's okay. Um, it feels like a Tyler Perry show, but it's actually a Lee Daniels production. It's okay. I have nothing. It's not exciting yet, but it's only been two two shows. I did watch Controlling Britney. Um, wow, that was interesting. Um, I watched the first show because it was the same same people that did the first Britney documentary. This documentary was even more eye opening than the the first. Um, I didn't realize that as her conservator, Jamie Spears not only got a salary, but he got a percentage of the things that she does. So her deal with um, uh, X Factor, her tour, her um, and what she did was she went from her Vegas residency to a world tour, and then she was going to go back to the Vegas but she she finally said no. And when she said no, her dad had her put into a uh, mental facility saying that she wasn't cooperating and she's back on drugs and told her therapist that she was back on drugs, which kept her uh, conservator even longer. And although nobody from the Spears camp has authorized this, they have people that worked with Brittany. One huge um, part of the interview was the guy who worked her security, the black box security. And he was just like, yeah, um, she had she had to ask for a phone because she wanted an iPhone. She had to ask for it. And she, when we gave it to her, we had to put tracking device on it. And I asked them, is this legal? And they said yes. And then when um, they were questioned in court about it, they told him to erase it, but he put everything on a flash drive. So he has all the original text messages. It's just like crazy how much they controlled that poor girl. And I say poor girl because this was her money. And not only that, I was looking at some of the other stars, like J-Lo, like Celine Dion. They are in the triple digits of millions of dollars for net worth. Britney is only worth $60 million. 
Don't you think that that sounds low for somebody who's had a, the most successful Vegas residency, perfumes that went number one, albums that went number one? She only worked sixty million. Yeah, because you know her family's right. stealing from her. So that's it. And her lawyer said, "We're looking into it. We're investigating it because it's just kind of odd that her dad went from she needs a conservator for the rest of her life to." Oh, yeah, no, she's good. She's good. We can take the conservatorship away because her new lawyer, she actually tried to get a lawyer while she was in that mental facility. She tried to get him um, to uh, pose as a plumber in order to get in there, but she couldn't do it because the security was so tight. Um, She tried to have friends. She couldn't have friends. She went to Iggy Azalea's house for lunch, and they did a full sweep of Iggy Azalea's home, like, it was crazy how much they controlled that woman. And so I, I know that people are kind of concerned because she's online. She, she posted a, a photo where she was, like, naked and put, like, emojis over her bits. You have to understand she's doing it as a metaphor. They would have never allowed her to put that, that picture up. She's literally telling us that she's finally free and able to be in her own skin. I know people think she looks kind of crazy when she's doing all this dance stuff and whatnot. She's just telling us that she can dance, she can perform, she can do everything on her own. She's just not able to with what she was dealing with before. So I'm so happy for her. There's a temporary conservator for the next 30 days, but her, her dad's done. Her dad is absolutely done. Um, I'm, I'm just like so happy for her. I, I don't know. Joe, what are your thoughts on the freed Brittany? Um, I mean, you know, it's been a long time coming. Obviously it's been a very Mm -hmm. public uh, spectacle. I do for what it's worth think there's, you know, there's still some, some work to be done. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I still think she's not, her behavior is still very unusual and uh, concerning at times. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think what, what we're what we're looking at in terms of how this could change the conversation about conservatorship in general is mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's important. Um, but I think you know, in, in 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 what you were saying, the fact that she's earned so much money. I mean, there's there's some conservative estimates that she's earned like almost three quarters of a billion dollars in her lifetime, yeah. um, which of course after Makes taxes and all that stuff, you're going you're gonna to lose, you're gonna lose a chunk of it. Um, right. But I think, I think there's probably, um, there's probably some stuff that we don't know what she spent it on. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's there's some gray areas there in terms of what she could have spent it on and, and maybe what perhaps has prompted some of this need for conservatorship. Um, oh, I see. You know, so that, that, probably that, before that, the conservator, she was getting out of control. That's why it was put in place. I'm saying that I'm saying that there's a possibility that you know not only has there been some <laughs> pillaging by by family members, but there also might have been some, you know, some misuse 
by Brittany um, in, in the beginning before the conservatorship fully took hold yeah, that, um, that, that, that might have prompted mm-hmm. some of that response, um, which mm-hmm. isn't to say that, that she doesn't have the right to spend it however she wants. It, right. I, I think if, 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 if people look at that situation and say that there's a possibility that it's because, uh, because there is some mental illness or because there's some kind of reckless behavior that's causing it, um, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy for a judge to look at that and say, well, you're right. Look at all the money that someone's wasted and spent and what they've done. So I, I think there's, there's, again, there's a fine line where we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only know what, what's, what's out in the public. And, um, you know, hopefully this, this gives her an opportunity to take some ownership and, and have some autonomy and, um, and live her life in a, in a, a more positive way. Uh, a positive manner and, and kind of get where she wants to go and um, and not have not have this weird looming situation happening uh, around her where she is is being mistreated and, and obviously mistreated you know based on some of the stories that we've heard um, if there's mm-hmm. any truth to them at all even if they're not a hundred percent true if there's any truth to them it's certainly a, a significant amount of mistreatment that she's had to, to undergo for the past several years. Yeah, the the um, the documentary said that she wanted to retire, get married, and have two more kids, and she she wasn't able to do that with the conservatorship. Part of me, part of me is glad she didn't, because we wouldn't have the circus tour, um, we wouldn't have the circus album, we wouldn't have had Vegas, but also she wouldn't have met her boyfriend because he was a backup dancer so I'm like torn because she wanted to do that but at the same time they were kind of pushing her to realize her own dream I don't know um Veronica what are your thoughts on the freed Brittany I'm just so glad it's you know he's gone it's like it's mm-hmm. so horrifying to like you to be your parent taking advantage mm-hmm. of it it's your dad like I don't know mm-hmm and it just, it's ridiculous to me that women can't control their own body. I don't care if you think they're crazy mm-hmm. or whatever. And usually it's, like, probably not even true. It's probably they just do it mm-hmm. to control people because they do that to women all the time. If they're emotional at all or if they, like, stand up for themselves or call crazy. You know what I mean? It's just so frustrating. I'm like, why is Kanye West allowed to go be whatever? And he's Thank you. not right in the head. But Thank you. Brittany can't control her money. She can't even control her body. Like, mm-hmm. what got me? Like, I mean, it was all, all the, like, gaslighting and everything, that, the abuse that she went through. But uh, during this court, Christine's when you found out that she couldn't even control her own IUD. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I just know that's uh, taken, that's inhumane. And I don't understand why that's legally allowed. And I feel like there's definitely going to be some change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, against her will. Like, I'm yep. sorry, we're not the handmaid's tale, right? Or, like, oh, we're doing no. that now. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. That so was I, for me, that was like that's what she represents, mm-hmm. you know, fighting for the disabled or people can't, who fight, can't fight for themselves, you know. And she had all the money in the world and still couldn't protect herself. And it's so, almost like yeah, they're so. calling her a slut. Like, we're going to put an IUD in you because we know you sweep her out. Ew. Like, ew. Who, who are you? No, they're just like, they don't want, they want women to be, ew. you know, productive. I mean, she was basically, like, not a person. She was just a someone nope. perform for them at will for money. And so if she One got pregnant, story. she can't do that. 
It's not because she's sleeping around. It's just they don't want her to get pregnant because they want her to keep working. One story that stood that out happens to me a lot was jobs. the um, costume designer for the Britney tour uh, or the Britney residency. They were walking through the hotel lobby and Britney saw a pair of Skechers sneakers that she wanted and she, in the window. And she goes, oh, can someone pick those up in my size? And they're like, no, you can't have that. You don't have the money for that. And she's like, what? And they're like, you don't have the money for that. So the woman went to Skechers, picked it up, and, and put it in as wardrobe. And then she said, oh, it doesn't fit the, um, the tour. So, and then she gave him the Britney on the sneak. But she literally didn't even have control of her own money that she was making during that conservatorship, which is how much she's got. Sketcher sneakers aren't even expensive either. (laughs) It wasn't even like a lavish, like, request. That's so crazy. Right. Yeah. She couldn't even buy Sketcher sneakers. That, if you look at her, if you look at her net worth over, like, the course Mm -hmm. of time, and, you know, that's, to me, like, that's, Indicator is you know worth it at at times. There was like a significant impact from the economy falling in the toilet, you know, around 2007, 2008, and then in 2014, um, when the when when she went into conservatorship, um, there was a there was another you know fairly significant drop off over a course of a couple years. So. I can't have to wonder why, number one, why that drop-off happened, and number two, why over the course of, you know, a certain you know, period of time, um, you know, I'd have to the news stories were saying about why this conservatorship was necessary in, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we only know, we only know what, what has been presented and what we can find through whatever court documents have been released, et cetera. So, um you know, maybe there's maybe there's some some logic or rhyme or reason to it. I mean, either way, it, it does not excuse a lot of the behaviors mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that were were forced upon her. So, um, at the end of the day, good for her. This is a big win, and hopefully, yep. she can move forward. I hope so too. Well, I'm just saying, to like control somebody, it's very expensive, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of people involved in keeping her down mm-hmm. and whatever and they got rid of paid was definitely too much they got rid of anybody who sided with her so her long-term exactly. assistant gone her um that that wardrobe woman who would stand up to people gone um and yeah. then i'm sure they had to pay people, people to keep people quiet yeah. you know yeah it gets up the wazoo mm-hmm. yep crazy um Getting back to something else that I watched, I want I want to talk about it. Mayor of East Town. Let me tell you something. I've I've binge watched all eight or seven of those episodes yesterday. I'm not gonna call out who it was, but there was a woman, an actress, on that um series that was supposed to have cried. And she did the whole hysteronic, but there was not one tear coming from her face. Her face was as dry as the Sierra Desert. Yet she won an Emmy for her role over other actresses. And I mean, she did the whole... 
not one tear from her eyes. And I was like, how did she win that Emmy? I'm confused. I'm going to say it. And I love Kate Winslet. But she was just in a detective who was, who had like a kind of shitty life in a small town. She wasn't playing Aretha Franklin. Like, <laughs> I, I'm still confused as to how she won. I'm, I, I don't, I don't get it. Movie star. And, but even Evan Peters. The episode he submitted for his win, I'm like, what did he do special? Like, I, I'm so, like Evan Peters, I feel, was more of a breakout star in the American Horror Story series than he was in this show. I don't understand it. I'm thoroughly confused how he won his Emmy. I don't get it. I don't get People it. People really like Mary Town. Good publicity. It was it was twisty. It kind of didn't make sense. It was a little bit convoluted, but it was okay. I wouldn't say it was horrible, but I also feel like it could have been done much better. And the killer at the end, I'm like, really? Okay. Um. Yeah. I just I don't get it. <laughs> I am so lost how that was a juggernaut at the end. Very lost. And I'm you like, I'm of? sure that was an American actor that could have played an American role. Thank for you. That, especially like Pennsylvania. So it reminded oh, me of what's that? No man's land. That's what it reminded me of. Like, why is there such a hype for this movie and this TV series when they neither one of them did anything special, in my opinion? And I know we've argued about No Man's Land and whatever. I still don't get the hype. And I don't get the hype about Mayor of East Town. I don't get it. Uh, it's a decent show. Like I don't think it was Emmy winning. I'm sorry. Like, no. the only person that may have won an Emmy from it, in my opinion, was Jean Smart. Because her role was so understated and so, like, real. Everybody else, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm missing something. And I went into it blind. I didn't know what it was about or anything. But whatever. Um, anyways, we talked about Law & Order. Uh, R. Kelly. Let's talk about R. Kelly. How do we feel um, that he was finally convicted of nine pounds of racketeering, I don't get that, and sex trafficking. He was um, also convicted of sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, and violation of the MAN Act. And the MAN Act is illegally transporting persons, particularly women and girls, through state lines. Um, First of all, I'm so glad that I know that I have more money than R. Kelly, so that started the week right. Um, he's negative $2 million. Veronica, how did you feel when you finally heard he was guilty? 
I mean, I wish this legal system didn't take so long, but I'm glad this mm-hmm. guy, Predator, is off the streets, finally. Let's hope he stays off and not come back like a Bill Cosby in the technicality. Oh, God. And then, um, <sighs> yeah, I was just thinking about, and I've been thinking about Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he just ruined so many young women's lives. It's so mm-hmm. horrifying. Joe, what are your thoughts? Good riddance. Yeah. Good riddance. I, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, you know, there's certain, there's certain things like talent wise and musically that, you know, in the moment I thought were, were entertaining and, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to take anything away from the body of work that someone has produced as an artist. I don't, I don't think that right. that's, um, that's my, that's, that's my right or, or role to do that in, in having a conversation about it. One thing I will say is that I've never been a huge fan of R. Kelly in general, but, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody was a huge fan or thought, you know, maybe this is all just, you know, people blowing smoke and, um, you know, this was fabricated, hopefully this, um, this puts the, the, the story to bed. Um, and more importantly, I hope anyone that was victimized by this piece of shit um, gets some sense of, of of peace, knowing that that he's been held accountable. And it's not; it's never enough. Um, but what an unimaginable situation for anyone to have had to endure being in any way associated with this piece of garbage. And I think about all the people that were enablers and that knew this mm-hmm. stuff was going on and that helped mm-hmm. to support this ridiculous lifestyle for somebody that is just a piece of garbage. Um, it's sad that, that, it, that it, it's, it's taken this long to get to a, a, at least what is somewhat a satisfactory conclusion, but it just, it, it's, it's ridiculous that this stuff happens and it's even worse when you know that there's so many people that enabled it and, and watched it and, um, allowed it to be um, to be considered some, you know somehow normal. It's, it's ridiculous. It's I'm also it. like amazed about the people that are still defending him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep. so those are the people at the void because they're clearly pro <laughs> abuse of women. Right. So they got no avoid those people. They got no money. So what's going on? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very telling that they probably have that similar. Mm-hmm. mindset or tree beta women for them to like be like, oh that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how sad how okay. sad is that that you still that you still somehow align yourself or approve of, of behavior by someone like that? How sad is that? It's not even sad, it's disgusting, to be honest with you. And not only that, but I'll take it one step further. If you listen to his lyrics after knowing now that he is let's just say a pedophile he's a woman abuser those are the people he's thinking of when he is singing his song so good luck <laughs> ew like I can't listen to bump and grind anymore because I'm thinking he's not thinking of some beautiful woman his age, he's thinking of a younger girl and choking her and putting her yeah. in a freaking cage. Like, ew. Ugh. 
I'm sorry, I can't listen to his music anymore. I just can't because I get that image in my head that that's what he's thinking of. And yeah. And how do you how do you, how do you listen to how do you listen to I Believe I Can Fly and <laughs> and still think of it in the same context? Um, I can't. Yeah. Because he's not really empowering somebody. He he's no, empowering and, somebody and, in one way, but you know what he's doing? He's lifting up men. He doesn't care about women. That's the thing. Yeah. He's telling men, "I believe you can fly. I can, I believe you can fly, bro." Meanwhile, he's got a woman chained up in the next room, like on a leash. Gross. Um, yeah. And another thing that I will be happy to never have to see, I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I was on, I'm on Facebook, obviously. But I was in this discussion about something. And R. Kelly's verified account started commenting. And I'm like, wait, I thought he was in jail. Ew. And it was really him. He was commenting on Facebook. <laughs> Like, literally a month ago. And I'm like, ew, I don't want to be in a conversation with you. So that would be nice not to see that anymore. <laughs> I swear, if I can find the conversation, I will show it to you guys. I was literally grossed I, out. So crazy. I think people still you. You can also block, too. Yeah. What did you say, Joe? I think people still have access to Facebook in jail. How? I think they get. I think. I think they get internet. Ew. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's I a real. So, I think so too. Yeah. Gross. Anyways. Um. Anyway. Why so does he block talking to young girls on social media? I'm sure that's what he's doing. Let's just let's just say it. I'm sure he should not have access. Anybody should not have access. It would be him. Um, oh, I forgot to write that down. I was just thinking. I forgot to write down a topic. But anyway, um, Massachusetts state troopers are not happy. Well, some are not happy about the mask mandate. Um, some report had said something like hundreds of the 2,200 uh, Massachusetts state troopers were not happy and one of them talked to HR about resigning. The other others talked about their pension. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to go to Joe for this. I am happy to have those state troopers that are upset about mask mandates and they're walking off their job. I would rather they not become state troopers and or not remain state troopers because if you're mad about a mask mandate, I can only imagine what else pisses you off about the job. Um, those people that have um, decided to walk off, they, they're talking about going to municipal jobs going back to their municipal jobs and whatnot. Um, bye. I'd rather you not. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts on, on this, quote, shocking information? Um, first, let me just say, wah. 
that's my that's my initial yeah. impression uh, of, yeah. of of the of the whiny you know mm-hmm. entitled response that you think that that people deserve uh you know to to have any say in how their employer tells them what they can and cannot do um as mm-hmm. an h r professional nothing makes me crazier um second you know if you don't want to get masked or 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 vaccinated or whatever the case is and that's what your employer wants you're free to find mm-hmm. another job best of luck to mm-hmm. you um and that's and that's fine that's that's your prerogative i don't yeah um i'm not i'm i'm not going to begrudge somebody for having their own personal convictions however if you are in public safety one of the things that actually comes along with that is keeping the public safe. And I know this sounds mm-hmm. crazy to all the anti-mask, anti-vaxxers out there, mm-hmm. but believe it or not, there's a lot of evidence that supports wearing a mask and getting vaccinated that would contribute to public safety. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for people that don't want to comply and don't want to follow what their employer is telling them to do and, and, you know, taking this as seriously as we need to. There's plenty of people out there that don't. Um, if you don't, make room for people that, you know, make, make, make room for the people that will and that take this seriously and, uh, and actually mm-hmm. care about public safety and public health. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it, maybe it's not the role for you. Maybe, maybe this, this is too much pressure for, uh, for someone who, you know, took this job or this career in the hopes of an easy pension or whatever it is or took it mm-hmm. in, the, in the hope that they'd be able to, to scam unlimited overtime or whatever, um, you know, maybe they just wanted to, to, to beat up people that weren't white. I don't know. Whatever their reason Oops. or their justification is, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, um, in yeah I, I don't really care. <laughs> get, get, out, get, out of, get out of the career. If it ain't for you, get out. That's fine. Yep. Do actually give a shit and want to help mm-hmm. and want to serve the public. Damn, Joe went off, and he went off in the like, like a nice tone, and it's like, damn, okay. Um, yeah, I have, no, I, I have no tolerance for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> mhm. And before I get to Veronica, I was actually in CVS recently, like a couple of days ago, and a cop, um, a cop and I were about to hit the line at the same time, and he goes you know, go forward. And I go, no, 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 you go. And he goes, oh, thank you. And something in my spirit said I had to say this. So I said, I want to thank you for the job you do. He goes, you know what? And he just unloaded. He was like, I don't know how people in the South get away with what they do here in Massachusetts. And I don't know if he's lying. He's just, this is what he told me. He's like, I need about five different reasons to pull someone over. I can't just pull them over because they're black or because they're Puerto Rican, because they quote books. I need five different reasons, because if I don't have those reasons, I'm going to be in endless paperwork, and I'd get in trouble. I don't know how they just tase somebody who's running away. I can't do that. I need a reason to tase somebody, to draw my taser, to draw my gun. I don't understand how the South gets away with it. And he just went off, and I'm like, wow, he needed somebody to talk to. (laughs) I know. And wow, that's a lot of information. <laughs> no, he went off, girl. He went off. And he was like, he said something. I forgot what he said. Oh, and I said, well, he was wearing a mask, too. And I said, well, thank you for wearing a mask. He goes, yeah. Uh, 
everybody should be wearing a mask. I don't understand why people are pissed off by wearing a mask. And I go, well, I think it's also, too, they, you guys don't pay for your own health insurance, so you really don't care. And he looked at me like, how the fuck do you know that? He looked at me and I was like, uh, was I supposed to not know that? And he goes, yeah, I just think it's crazy that some some people, and he said, we get paid very well here in Springfield, very well. So we need to be treating people with respect. And I'm like, why aren't there more people like you out there? That's what I kept thinking of myself. Like, for every bad cop there is on TV, there's also a good cop. And I understand we need to highlight the bad so we can get rid of them. But, God, this was such an enlightening conversation. And I was so glad that I said something. And then as he was leaving, he's like, okay, have a great day. And I'm like, you too. He's like, he needed that. He needed to unload on someone. I'm glad I was there. But, Veronica, what are your thoughts on this? Sorry. <laughs> Well, you know how I feel about public health. So I'm almost two years in learning to wear a mask. It's not that hard. You know, I get it. You're radicalized by QAnon or whatever, but just don't care. It's the role and do it. Don't have a job. That's your choice. You know what I mean? Like go to Florida, Texas, where they don't care about this stuff. Like exactly. Get out of any places Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be at or live in. So as long as it's, you know, there's a dispute about the purpose of the police, but I do think it's supposed to be for the public good, safety. So, and also mm-hmm. the police force has taken a really big hit, losing a lot of people to COVID. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's protecting yourself, your fellow police people and the public. Like it's, and it's so simple. And also with the vaccine, like very few people have died of it, but we're at, 700,000 dead of COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd rather let's, wear the mask. Let's not forget, the mask is also protecting you when you go home to your family. Like, do you really want to take COVID to your family? Yes, I understand there's a huge, you know, oh, if you get COVID, there's a survival rate now. But who would want to even put their family through that? Exactly. Like, like there's so many orphans or so many whole, like, families gone because of COVID and it's so it was all preventable (laughs) that's what's so frustrating about it we had we had the magic of medicine and a vaccine to like Mm -hmm. prevent all this stuff and we the people like no it's it's so frustrating and we've talked about it before people with COVID are filling hospital beds making it harder for people who have other ailments like cancer and all this stuff, you're taking beds from them because you're stupid enough to not want to wear your mask. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I don't get it. You know, I lost a couple of people who had cancer because they should have lasted a lot Mm -hmm. longer, but because they weren't getting the premium healthcare they were getting because COVID is sucking up all the, Mm -hmm. you know, the resources. It just, it's just, it really, really sucks. Mm. Wear your mask, people. It's not that hard. Like, and get the vaccine. And I'm just like, mandates work. It's like that we have to mandate so people are jerks and stupid. So that's why yeah. we have government to keep, to keep people from hurting themselves. They, right. so I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think against the stuff. I don't think they're all bad. I, I think they're like, like your interaction. I think there are a lot of good people that are in the profession 
and have a desire mm-hmm. to, to truly serve the public and try to, to, to help people. I, I, I firmly believe that. I know people in law enforcement, some of which are mm-hmm. fall under that, and some of which fall under the other umbrella of they're just some D-bag with a badge. Um, yep. But I think that's, that's one of the things that, that we, have to, we have to continue to, to highlight the good and, and, and applaud people that are doing things the right way and are, are, mm-hmm. are true public servants and also highlight the bad to try to root, continue to root them out. It's, it, it doesn't go away, and I think police need to police themselves. Um, but, you know, something as simple and, and as silly as your employer telling you what to do shouldn't force you to uh, or compel you to resign. Um, you know, if that if that's the case, then I don't think that you're really in it for the right reasons. And again, that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. But there's no there's no reason why, if you walked into any employer and said, "I don't like your policies" or "I don't like your rules," um, so you either I'm either not going to comply with them or or I'm going to quit. Like that kind of temper tantrum is so childish and juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, if, and if it was something that shocked the conscience, I could see why you'd want to take that stand. But this is not mm-hmm. something that shocked the conscience. This is doing the right thing based on a mountain of scientific evidence that certainly if it doesn't prove the necessity, at least provides significant support for why these things are necessary and helpful and save, save lives. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like the exactly. news is being really irresponsible in the reporting. They're, like, saying, oh, like, all these um, healthcare workers are quitting and all these, like, police are quitting and the whole, you know, society's been collapsed. But the truth is, once the deadline came, most people got the vaccine. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a handful, but they're probably going to quit anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that people was the same with the story. People who need to work, they're not going to not work. Yeah. They mm-hmm. came out and they said that hundreds of, of state police are, are resigning. And it was it was one person so far on record that has resigned <laughs> over this. Right. Exactly. And they only Come talked on. about resigning. They didn't do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. say, like, Settle you down, need everybody. to be much more responsible. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, in New York, they're like, oh, the, oh, like, the health care is going to collapse and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know, people seem to have gotten it and we seem to be fine. We just need people to stop filling up the ICUs with COVID. Right. Well, the ironic thing is you hear the comments on, you know, and, and, and hear this public outcry for, you know, people that are being forced into vaccination or, or forced to wear masks as part of what their employer requires, which, again, I don't understand the logic behind saying, thinking that you have any right to, to tell your employer what the rules are. But mm-hmm. um, the irony, the irony is now the the overwhelming support for frontline workers that all of a sudden is coming out of the woodwork by these same people. And it, it's, it's funny to me that you have support in, in one respect for, uh, for frontline workers that, you know, that, that supposedly these ones that are quitting uh, deserve some kind of, uh, some kind of accolades. And, and while I agree that anyone who has had to manage this from a healthcare perspective uh, whether it's a doctor or a nurse or just any employee within the healthcare system that's had to handle the, the, this, you know, public health crisis, I think they should be applauded. But for them to now take a stand and say, well, I don't want to get vaccinated or I don't want to wear a mask and, and I'm somehow still deserving uh, of, of praise at this point because I've, because I've weathered mm-hmm. the storm, um, 
I, I think it's laughable. And the people that are now mm-hmm. jumping out to support them and have been the, the, the vocal opponents of vaccines and masks this entire time, it's a, it's, it's a joke. You don't really support healthcare workers. You support the argument against whatever it is that you believe is the right thing. And, and, and to me, that's, that's so shallow and disingenuous. Um, mm-hmm. But it's par, for the, it's par for the course at this point. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross, and it feels uninformed. And it feels... You're going to leave a 20-year job. You've been at this job for 20 years. It saved your life financially, emotionally, everything. And you're going to leave because you're told by your employer to wear a mask and keep yourself, your coworkers, the public safe? Rethink that for a second. Like, come on. And their union backs them up. That's the crazy part. And, and, and they haven't quit because of flu vaccines that were mandated by, by health care. They didn't Thank quit you. over that. And TB. And, like, and TB. And then, like yep. they, yeah. they have people that, like, there's so many vaccines that you're required to work at a hospital. But, okay, COVID, the one that's most lethal, we're not going to do that one. Right. Yeah. I'm going to take a principled stand now. Come on. Okay, you go into financial ruin trying to find a job where you can, A, not wear a mask at this time, and B, make as much money as you do because you're probably a tenured person. So, No, but it's really scary how, like, people are being radicalized online with all this, like, misinformation Mm -hmm. and conspiracy theory, which a lot of them have been shown was caused by Russia because they're trying to, like, destroy America. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever. But Russia's our friend. It's okay. Someone, but everybody else is a sheeple, not the people that are, like, watching stuff on YouTube and getting their medical information from that. Right, right. That's the funny <laughs> part to me. The, the people that are getting vaccines and being smart and being healthy are the sheep. The people that don't get it and end up dying and on their deathbed say, you should get the vaccine, have said they're not sheep, though. Okay. I, yeah, I, but I they're also willing to, you know, to uh, ingest a horse dewormer and bleach. Right. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> it's okay. You do, but the, you know, that that makes that's much safer. Tell your wife, Karen. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like it's like the vi- the virus is not a parasite. Like that's what gets me. Like mm. it doesn't make any sense. A story that came up. Speaking of Karen, we have to talk about it. Ellen Pompeo. Good Lord. I have never disliked her before until now. That woman, you know what? She falls into the Matt Damon category of maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't tell a story that only this year, your 11-year-old confronting you, made you stop using the F word towards gay people. Maybe you don't tell a story about how you called Denzel Washington, who was a guest actor, sorry, a guest director on Grey's Anatomy. So what had happened was she was doing a scene that he was directing. He was directing the whole episode. But this particular scene, she said, look at me to the person. She said, look at me. I want you to look at me when you apologize to me. And Denzel yelled, cut. You don't tell him what to do. That's not in the script. Don't tell him what to do. 
I'm the director, you're the actor. Her response back was, and I quote, listen, motherfucker, this is my show. Who are you to tell me what to do? You don't even know where the bathroom is here. Um, no. That's not how you talk to anybody, including a two-time Emmy-winning, I'm sorry, Oscar-winning director who has directed movies himself. What I didn't get at first, because at first I was like, Denzel, you're out of pocket. She, she, she improvised and she made it better. What I have heard, the rumor is, it's not been confirmed, but because um, I haven't seen it. Somebody has said that, um, is his name Reja? How do you pronounce his name, Veronica? Rajon? Rajon? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know who that is. The Duke? The Duke from Bridgerton, Rajon Page. Oh, Reggae. Anyway. Rajon Page. Page. There was a rumor that he said Shonda has always mandated do not improvise the script. Respect the written word. Don't improvise. If Ellen knew that and Denzel was simply just sticking to that because, number one, the actor didn't know about Ellen's direction. And number two, if Ellen knew that and she was just going off cuff, she's completely in the wrong. That's not how you talk to somebody, period. You don't talk to anybody. You don't call anybody, especially a 60-something-year-old man who's not being totally aggressive with you, a motherfucker. You don't call him that. You're being a Karen. Sit your ass down, and it gets worse. When his wife came to visit that day, she went up to his wife didn't introduce herself, but said, yeah, I got into it with your husband. What does she care? Like, Ellen, no, baby. You look so dumb right now. I have never hated her. I, and I still don't. But I think she is Hollywood's biggest parent. And I cannot wait for somebody to write a book about what it was like on that set dealing with that bitch. Um, Veronica, as an actor, how do you feel about this whole thing? I mean, this stuff happens a lot, unfortunately, and it sucks, you Mm. know? Like, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. happen, but, I mean, these people who are, like, stars of their shows or stars of movies can be like that, you know? And especially TV is, like, a weird system because, um, you know, Deaf directors are just deaf because they change directors all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they always have to be like, it, like when they're a director of a movie, it's different. You know what I mean? You have more control. Mm. But when it's TV, mm-hmm. and especially Grey's Anatomy, which has been around for like decades. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if Shonda says like, don't change your word, I mean, she probably knew it, but she figures like, I'm Ellen Papeo and I can do whatever I want. You know? I don't know. I never yeah, Ellen- was a fan of hers. But so, so Ellen this is Denzel from many movies and and at Saint Elsewhere. Exactly. Like But even if it wasn't Denzel, <laughs> I feel like she shouldn't be treating anybody exactly. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a very the entertainment industry is so full of toxic people. Mm-hmm. And it's so much abuse. It's ridiculous. I mean, look what happened to Brittany. Ugh. I know. Look at R. Kelly. Like, ew. like, like mm-hmm. all these awful people get to find success. It's so frustrating. 
and so disgusting. Joe, what are your thoughts on the revelation she she thought she did something too. That's the funny part. Well, number one, this story is recounted by her. Clearly, Denzel mm-hmm. didn't give that much of a shit because it happened five years ago and he hasn't talked about it. He's, he uh, doesn't remember. Also, her. Denzel has class, so. Yeah, right. Like he 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 clearly is above the fray in this situation, and I'm sure someone's gonna ask him and. It, you know, someone will say, oh, what happened in this situation? I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm I'm there to do a job. I'm a professional. And this, you know, this buffoon, this untalented buffoon is uh, not going to tell me how to, you know, how to do my job. I think I know what I'm doing. Um, right. So, no, I, I mean, first of all, I, I'm, I'm, I think Alan Pompeo is not a talented person in general. I don't care how many seasons of Grey's Anatomy they drum up to keep her career going but um mm-hmm. not, she's not somebody that that impresses me and for her to to dredge this up as almost a counter to and, and i guess in the context of the conversation it was because patrick dempsey is kind of a douche on set mm-hmm. who she and had problems i with. think that's how yeah i think that's how the whole thing like like was brought about was they, they were having a conversation about how he was a douche on set and so she brings this up as a response to, like, out-douche him. Cool story. <laughs> I, I don't know how she thought that was going to be, like, a positive or, like, people were going to be And also that she would find it surprising know? that she's not a nice person. <laughs> I think. I'm just saying it's like, good what? that Sandra O got out when she did. Mm-hmm. For me, I felt like she was doing a pissing contest. Like, I got to dress down Denzel Washington. Nobody else has done that. But a lot of people are coming at her and saying, just because you're married to a black man doesn't mean you're not racist, honey. And a lot of people are calling her racist for this. Um, I, I, I think that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. I think she, she, she's, she's not, I'm not saying that she's like a classy person, but I don't think this is indicative of, of a racist act. I think that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a stretch. People will, people will imagine what they want to imagine out of whatever situation they can. But at the end of the day, who cares? It's five mm. years ago. She's recounting the story. And honestly, if, if, if this stuff didn't happen frequently on set, like Veronica was saying, that this is, this is kind of the, the, the norm when you're talking about people with massive egos in these scenarios mm-hmm. where they... They feel like they feel like they're the the, the the big fish in a room, and you know, and they have to puff their chest out because you know there's somebody that might potentially you know steal some of their oxygen. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's it, it's, a, it's a shameless plug for how much she so whatever self-importance she has uh, that that it somehow is, is relevant. I don't know, whatever. It's, to me, it's a non-story. I love hearing the story because I think that when Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey were booted out of Hollywood, we thought, okay, it's safe now. And now we know it's not. There's still Ellen Pompeo's out there. There's still Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe the name Ellen is just not good for Hollywood. (laughs) Um... There's yeah, also a lot of people I, that seem nice or not nice on set, so. Um, yeah. 
but I I feel like she she sounds very entitled. Um, saying this is my show. No, sweetie, it's Shonda's show. It's Shonda's show. She can shut that shit down real quick. But I'm interested as to why Shonda Rhimes didn't step in and say, no, that's not how you talk to people. Maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear, the sto- like, a book from... Wouldn't you love to hear a book from somebody who was an extra on all these movies that stuff like because the thing about extras I've been an extra on a film a few films actually they don't treat you the big wigs don't treat you like you are anybody so they say and do whatever in front of you can you imagine the stories that like a career extra has like all the shit they've seen oh it would be amazing to have the whistle blow on some of these yeah, I mean that's America's you see who the who like the real nice movie mm-hmm. stars are. They're like not. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because like you know the that. nice people actually like thank the extras for what they do because they do provide the environment. You know, they're not just like yep. people to like beneath you or whatever. I, I remember like uh, doing background. Go ahead. Like there were some stars that were like. You were told by the AD, don't look them in the eye. Don't even look their way. Mm-hmm. Get out of their mm-hmm. way. You know, like, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. awful. Like, if I ever become a star, I'm not going to be like that. The thing is, you don't know that people are saying that behind your back, whether you're a star or not. Because we were told on the set of Here Comes the Boom not to talk to Henry Winkler or Kevin James. Now, the reason why nobody talked to Kevin James is because the crew was making fun of him when he took off his shirt. So he was pissed off every time he left the set. Pissed off. And they were like, oh, it's a joke, man. And he was just like, not having it. And when Winkler came up to us, because we were in the stand during the fight scene, we were in the stand, and he would come up to us and say hi. Oh, you need a, you want a picture? Yeah, he'd post our pictures with us. We were told if we were to take pictures of Henry Winkler or any of the other cast, we were going to be let go. That didn't happen. People took pictures with Henry, and he didn't care. He approved it. So um, there are some celebs that are amazing, and there are some that are jerks. So I just want to, I want to know if Tom Hanks is really the nicest guy in Hollywood. I want to know. But I mean, I heard he's nice. You know later. Me too. Not and a I fan of his son, but nice too. Which one, Colin Chet or Colin? Huh? Colin's cool. Chet. No, the Chet. Hank. The white boy summer <laughs> white one. White boy summer. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> white boy summer. <laughs> Good old Chet. Oh man, that's funny. Um, speaking of white privilege. I feel like this isn't a story about white privilege. I'm actually on his side. So, ugh, I hate this kid's name, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Mingus Reedus. Mingus Reedus. Why would you do that? Um, Norman Reedus and supermodel Helena Christensen's son was recently in New York City, and a woman who was belligerent in his account and the cop's account So everybody agreed this woman was drunk. Came up to him and his girlfriend and her friends, harassing all of them. Mingus said, get away. 
and as he pushed her away, he must have hit her. He got arrested for assault immediately. I normally am not like, oh, protect the kid. But I feel like I'm on his side on this one. Like, everybody, and the cop wouldn't even let him, like, explain the situation. Just immediately arrested him. You assaulted a woman. And that's not what happened. And so now he has to go to court and all this crap. I feel bad for him because he's a model, number one. And I think the cop found out his name, found out who he was, and immediately was like, oh, this is a a kid that is a rich kid and kind of like the Ellen Pompeo thing. Let me dress him down. Let me let him know that I don't care who his parents are. He's not going to get away with assaulting a woman, even though that's not what happened. Joe, what did you think of the, the story when you um, when you did some research on it? Uh, I, what my first opinion of it was exactly what you just said. Like, this is somebody trying to trying to make a name or trying to, you know, I, I feel like people go out of their way to antagonize mm-hmm. celebrities or, or famous people or people that are in certain mm-hmm. social circles, go out of their way to antagonize them, hoping for this kind of response. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think by, by any means, I don't think his response based on at least the, the reporting sounds like anything that was, you know, antagonistic on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, it's one of those situations where we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll probably end up hearing about the charges getting dropped and, you know, mm-hmm. this is all just some melodrama that played out in, you know, in, in the, the social scene that, that celebrities or famous people or famous kids or whatever have to, have to endure. But to me, it, it sounds like this is uh, the kind of am, almost ambulance chasing type of behavior that, um, really just kind of grosses me out and leaves me with a sick feeling that, you know, the, even, even despite the fact that you're, you're famous in certain circles or you have, you know, you know, famous parents or whatever it is, or your model, like you just can't escape some of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and that people, and that people will, will, will drag you into situations that you really have no control over. So you just have to really, this is, this is why people don't, like to take pictures with, you know, with fans. Mm-hmm. This is why, why people are a-holes when they're out in public and, and, um, you know, they, they end up it, it, reflecting this persona that they're somehow difficult. And it's because they've been probably scarred by situations that happen like this, um, as mm-hmm. opposed to the people that really go out of their way to be a-holes, um, you know, just because they think that they're entitled as, you know, famous people. So I think it's a, it's an unfortunate situation for Mingus, and I too think that's a terrible name. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I think at the end of the day, um, the charges are going to be dropped, and if anything, it might result in charges for this other person that was being a belligerent a-hole. Yep. And I've never heard anything bad about this kid up until now. This is the first story I've heard, and usually, if they're Hollywood brass, you hear something beforehand. You know what I mean? We heard about Paris Hilton way before she got on the um, the show that she got on, um, a Simple Life, you know? And we heard about other stars' kids, you know? But I just was so, I felt so bad for him. Like, 
geez, he's like stayed out of the spotlight. He just got a job as a model. And now this. And it's like he's probably going to be branded a difficult person now. You know, even though the charges will be dropped, he's still going to be branded. And I feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't know. Veronica, what are your thoughts? I mean, I didn't even know Norman Reedus was had a was with Helena Christensen or had a kid. So, yeah, I just don't know that they were so famous that they would know that because I have no idea who these people are. And in, in New York, I can't imagine they care. I'm just like yeah. I don't know the situation, but it feels like people get really rally at the San Gennaro Festival, especially I think after pandemic because we couldn't do it last year. Mm-hmm. So and people drink a lot and act stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get really trashy at that thing. And yeah, and I just feel like the, with the pandemic, people are worse than ever. Like, people don't know how to act anymore. And I'm just thinking maybe, and like, you say, she thought he was, say like, it wasn't a good area, too? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, it's fine. The area's fine. It's just, like, it's a lot oh, of okay. people in a small, you know, like, because it's a street fair, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of food and alcohol. And um, it's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, but some of the people oh. are undesirable that because, you know, anybody could go to it. It's open, right? So you can get trashy people coming. And I'm just wondering if, the, like, the situation, like, she was harassing because he's, like, probably good looking and he was probably not interested. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know the situation, yeah. but, like, I don't think it's because she thought he was famous. Because there's, like, good looking, no, way more famous I think people the in cop knew. You know what I mean? I think, I think after the cop got his ID and was like, oh, he's famous, I'm going to teach him a lesson. I think that's But if he's like. not famous, Norman Reedus' son that's in New York, that's like, unless you're like De Niro's son, I don't know. I don't feel like it's not like. Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't, it's like, in New York, it's like not a big deal. So I just think, I don't know, people are just desperate. I know with the TMZ they reported, I don't know, people are desperate for some sort of like, some trash topic. Mm. But people just need to learn how to act and leave people alone. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure they'll both be fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought it was a a story where typically I'm just like, ugh, privileged white boy, can't can't deal with him. But I'm like, we feel bad. After I researched it more, I was like, oh, I actually feel bad for him. Like, it it probably wasn't his fault. Um, Yeah. Um, did you guys see, this was one topic I forgot to write down and tell you about. Did you guys, did you guys see that Donald Trump is suing to get Twitter to reinstate his account because he feels that Twitter is violating the Florida law, um, which did not go into law, by the way. Um, he, he wants his Twitter back and he's going to sue. And this is the hill he's going to die on. Um, yeah, without doing a ton of research on it, just your personal opinion. Joe, what it's just funny because, about... you know, they try to start his own, like, Twitter, and it didn't do well. Yeah, whatever his own yes, website. it didn't do well. <laughs> it's it so hilarious. Well, and nobody, nobody even cared about it, and then it just kind of went away. But um, the, fa- the thing that gets me about this is, Hasn't he always said social media and the news media were evil? So why exactly. is he now complaining can't live without it. that he wants to be back on social media? I'm confused. Because he can't stand not having attention, thoughts, and that's like his only platform, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. What a joke. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> what a joke. Um, yep. You know, I, and I think I, I think you nailed it right on the head. This is somebody that is constantly desperate for attention, and this is just another sad attempt to try to stay relevant. Um, there's first of all, there's no way that he wins this suit. Second of all, um, mm-hmm. second of all, the, him him having access to Twitter or any opportunity to speak to the masses is something that is as as antithetical to um, public safety as as one could imagine. He, he's clearly mm-hmm. demonstrated that he can't be responsible um, with with doing these things. So whatever. I, I mean, I, I I certainly hope that the the court system works in in this instance. Um, but this this sounds like just a frivolous uh, lawsuit to attempt to try to to remain somehow relevant, um, especially mm-hmm. if, if there's going to be any any attempt to run in uh, in in 2024. Mhm. And did you notice that social media has like kind of died down since he's been gone? Like it's not obviously it's still a thing, but it's not such like oh my god. Did you see what he posted? Oh my god! And then we're getting all riled up. I'm loving him not being on there. Loving it. I'm loving it Love so it. much. Um, you, dear Trump, you cannot tell a private company who they can and who they cannot allow on their social media. That's a private company. Like you can't tell them what or to do. This is not a, like, what are you thinking? Also, is he even going to sue? He just can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> I bet you are. I hear Giuliani's working pretty cheap. No, <laughs> because he won't pay him. He's not doing it anymore. And he's, and he's a little busy with his own, like, a little criminal case, so. Yeah, everybody associated with Trump is, like, in a lawsuit. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Go away, dude. Corruption. Go away. I know, man. poor thing. Go away. Go away quietly. Um, Just to wrap up. Do not go away quietly, so. Unfortunately. Um, Just to wrap up our two things. um, Joe, what is your Eva Mendez moment and your shout-out? My Eva Mendez moment, I'm going to hold off and think about. Um, My my shout-out is... um, is is to um, I, I'm going to hold off on that too. You know, I'm going to pass for a moment and okay. I'm going to defer. I'll come back. <laughs> Veronica. Well, um, we talked about my headshots, so it's cool. Well, like the new character shots I got, those turned out better than yeah. I thought, and I did it like super affordable, so that's why I was like a little nervous, but they turned out great. Um, and then my reading of Romeo and Juliet is coming along. I have a cast, so I'm very excited. Okay. Um, and it's going to be so much fun. And then I'm working on a show with my sketch comedy team, Mama Jory. Uh, it's a movie night theme. That's, we, we have a date for that finally, so that's really exciting. So mm-hmm. a lot of things are coming along. I just need someone to book me in a TV show so I can pay for things. <laughs> right? Guys, book okay. uh, Dick Wolf. Book yeah, and then, uh, yeah, seriously. Um, and then, you know, shout out to healthcare workers that are doing the responsible thing and take care of all these stupid, selfish people. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I just, I just, I'm just, and then also like, like, my heart just go out to everybody who's had loss this year. I mean, seven hundred thousand. We mm-hmm. should never have gotten this to this number. Nope. Nope. I and agree. I'm just hoping we don't get any much higher because this is it needs to stop. Yeah, I agree. Um, not a shout-out, though, to the healthcare workers not getting the vaccine because they feel like they don't want to, and they're quitting their healthcare worker jobs over it. Shame on you. But everybody else, good job. Um, my Eva Mendez moment was my sister's birthday was Wednesday. And so as it's present to her, well, obviously I bought her some gifts, but as another present, um, Veronica, you, I don't know if you know, have heard about this, but the biggie, I don't know if you ever heard about the biggie. It's going on now. No, what is that? And it's a state fair. So in West Springfield, Mass, it goes on from, I think, the second Saturday in September or Sunday in September until October. It's just a state fair. They have rides. They have the local restaurants. They um, have booths for food. Um, so back in the day, they had huge concerts. So the Big E's going on. And for her birthday, she wanted to go to the Big E. So I babysat her daughter. Um, she went with her boyfriend. And I spent time with my niece. And it always starts the same. My niece was sitting next to me. And immediately when I sat down, she put her foot on me. And I'm like, here we go. She has this thing since she was a baby that whenever she's watching TV with somebody, especially an adult, she has to, like, physically be on top of them or on, around them or touching them in some way. And whenever we would watch TV at her, her house when um, my sister was married, Nina and I would go in the basement, and she would start on the couch, and I'd, I was on the um, recliner. I want to say not even halfway through that movie, she's all up under my arm, taking blanket space, and I'm just like, what the hell? And I thought, you know, because she's nine, but she acts like a teenager, I thought maybe that's not going to happen anymore. So I'm sitting there. She puts her foot right on me. And I'm like, okay, it's going to start. We watched. Um, what movie did we watch? I forgot what movie we watched. Um, but we we did watch The Masked Singer and we watched Alter Ego. That girl, she gave me a mammogram. She literally was on my chest and her bobiness and everything. But at the same time, it's like, when she gets older, she's probably not going to do it. So I was like, I better not say anything. But, God, she is just like, and then she was putting, she, she says to me, lift up. I go, excuse me. She was putting her hand behind my back, and she was playing with my braids. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. She was comfortable, whatever. I was just like, when she said lift up, I'm like, little girl. She's like, what? I want to be comfortable. I'm like, oh, my God. And there was a commercial that said something about the best aunts in the world, and then she goes, no, that's not the best aunt. And then she looked up at me. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. So, yeah, it was, it, that definitely was my Eva Mendes moment. That's sweet. Um, she clearly loves you. And she gave me two hugs. 
like right when Aww. I was about to leave, she gave me a hug. And then as I was at the door, she's like, okay, one more. And she gave me another hug. So I was like, oh, she's so cute. Um, yeah. And my shout out goes to the IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. They are coming out, finally speaking out about the conditions that they work in, which I had no idea. They sometimes, there's this one story on um, Matt McGorry from Orange is the New Black posted a couple of slides where some workers told their stories. They didn't leave their names or anything, but one of them said that they they wanted to get a certain thing to help with their IUD because they have to spend so much time on set without going to the bathroom that their other coworker got an IUD and they want help getting their IUD under control. And I'm like, imagine working in an industry where you can't even stop to go to the bathroom. What? I, I was shocked reading it. I was shocked reading some of the stories and Without them, we would not see half of the things that we see on TV. Yes, the actors bring the characters to life, but the actors have to be in a, on a set. That set has to be built. Who do you think freaking builds it? Who do you think builds the background? Who do you think puts the lighting up? Like, I was shocked. I was disgusted. And I hope that that changes. I, I hope that we don't have these types of stories going forward. And aren't they doing, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Veronica, aren't they looking for um, strike authorization because they're going to go yeah, on strike? Yeah, they're already, they already, they already are, are, are up to a vote. Good. It's just ridiculous Good. that it went this far. I mean, wow. these people always wow. have worked in tough conditions, and then this mm-hmm. passion had worked during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like, got really sick, too. And, like, and then I was mm-hmm. reading, like, the other day that um, on the Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Hart movie, like, one of the crew members fell, like, 30 feet. And then <gasps> so I don't understand why this – I don't understand the arguments by producers not to give them the basic, you know, safe working conditions. Like, what is the argument Ugh. against that? Because you're – I get it. You're not making as much money as usual, but you still have enough. You make plenty more than these people who don't make as much, nearly as much. So it's just like, I, wow. it's, it's so fearing to me that they won't negotiate and that we have to go on strike. It's so stupid. It's like, these people just need sleep. There should be a 12-hour Torah at least. Like, people shouldn't have to work on the weekends. People should work in safe conditions. Mm-mm. I don't understand, like, mm-hmm. how we're not. I just makes that's why I, I don't know. The industry is very frustrating. It's just we're supposed to, like, mm-hmm. be grateful to get to work in an industry where we get abused. Right. But anyway, At yeah, so all, you know, I'm, yeah, so I'm in the set, uh, like the actors, you know, but we're standing with, of course, Sayati, so this is ridiculous. Well, shout out to them. I hope you deserve every, that union deserves every single demand that they are asking for. Because without them, who's going to do, who's going to put up the lighting? Who's going to figure that out? Who's going who's gonna to make us glow? Who's going to make us look normal? Who's going to make us look like shit when we have to play a shitty role? Who's going to design the set? Who's going to do all this stuff that we need? Like, why treat the people that you need like shit? Like, 
it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me. Uh, wow. Anyway. Joe, have you thought about your um, Eva Mendez moment and your shout-out yet? Um, I don't know if I have an Eva Mendez moment, but I do want to give okay. a shout-out. I, I want to give a shout-out to two of my friends who are all okay. grown up at the ripe old age, <laughs> their mid-40s. Um, okay. One of my friends, uh, Jeff, just bought a new house. And he's going to have a housewarming party in a, in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to uh, to get I've already been to his new house, but um, mm-hmm. excited to uh, to go out there and, and celebrate. Um, you know, he's he's lived in um, New York City for uh, for the past few years and moved back home to Aguam. So, um, you know, kudos to him for, for taking a big step like that. Um, he's fortunate mm-hmm. that he could still work remotely and, and still keep his, um, you know, his big his big time job. So kudos to him, and also yeah, kudos to my friend uh, John, who just got a dog. And um, wow, yeah, that's a commitment. Exactly. <laughs> and if anyone knows my my friend John, it's um, yes, I do. It's a lab- labradoodle, and um, it's the cutest dog. It is such a cute dog. And and for somebody that is as anti-committal as you could imagine, yes. um, the fact yes. that that he has this dog and his is it, it's like watching a child grow up. It's it's just beautiful. <laughs> um, so, so props Joe to him. Kudos to him, y'all. I am not, and 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 I know M M has has much more background than all the listeners, but uh, <laughs> it's um it's a. It's, it's a, oh it's a God, proud I'm moment, dying. nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying right now. I did not know that. Congrats. <laughs> oh, I big needed news, that. I'm news. so grateful you, that you put those two out there. But congrats to Jeff, too. And um, I do hope he's doing okay. Cause, yeah. That's a big moment for well. Jeff, though, too. I mean, a house? Like, that's I, a huge deal. I know. Us. Holy I know. Moly. Especially back in Agama. Wait, hold on. I gotta. I can practice that. Wait a minute. I don't know which is the bigger news. How? Okay. Yeah. Let's go, Jeff. It, it's they're, they're both pretty. They're both pretty significant at this point. Wow. And guys, if you knew, and, and Joe's married now, officially. Yeah. <laughs> I actually am not surprised about that. I'm surprised Joe wasn't married earlier, to be honest with you. I, I'm actually shocked he wasn't married. Like, this isn't, like, his second marriage. Because Joe has always, to me, been, like, the type of guy that's, like, a committed guy. Like, I'm actually shocked this is his first marriage. So I, I, but I, was going to, I was going to... The reason why I couldn't think of my uh, an Eva Mendez moment because originally that was going to be my Eva Mendez moment was the uh, watching your I, friends I had a tremendous grow up. Well, no, not watching my friends grow up, but just the um, the the uh, obviously the fantastic response that I did receive for <laughs> finally uh, changing mm-hmm. my Facebook status. Um, but yeah. it, it, it's kind of like a, a watered down Eva Mendez moment because it was, you know, you know. 
it happened last December. So <laughs> I, I get, yeah. I get that um, there are a lot of people that were not aware and, and to them, I, I, I genuinely do apologize um, if, if no one was aware of it and they were just finding this out now and it's come as such a big shock, but um, I do appreciate the, the support and the outpouring and the congratulations. And I know my wife does too. So thank you to everyone yeah. who um, was kind enough to reach out and, and uh, comment or like, or whatever the, the case is, or, or personally message me about, um, about something that has happened a long time ago, but apparently I just, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that up on, on my social media. I, I, I shouldn't say he that really I'm not up not. on it because I certainly know. No, you're not. I, I just don't. You're not. Yeah, I just don't. He doesn't even care. post like individual pictures. Like, like, like normal people, like Veronica and I, if he like catches himself in a good light, he's not going to snap a picture of himself. He doesn't like, no. he barely, I don't even know how he took that picture of himself in the gym, but even that he's covering his fucking face. So it's like. Yeah, he's he's not like he's not like us. Like he he doesn't take normal pictures. He takes like group pictures. I'm not a big fan of Oh no, I'm with that. Yeah. I wouldn't be in social media if I wasn't an actor. Honestly, I hate it. Oh, yeah, I love it. But, yeah, yeah. Some people that. love not it. A, not it's not for me. Because I'm like an yeah. introvert, he, he, so it's weird to like put myself out there. It's odd. I don't like it. Joe's an introvert, and I don't like a lot of stuff like, that goes on on Twitter, like Trump. <laughs> Like, if you meet him for the first time, he's an introvert. But once you get him talking, he's an extrovert, and you kind of can't shut him up. Um, but that's good. Because... <laughs> but but it's kind of funny because, like, at first you're just like, is he a nice guy? Like, he seems kind of, like, mean. And then you, like, talk to him, and you're like, oh, my God, why did I think that? He's, like, the nicest guy. But yeah, as opposed to me, I'll oh, be you're, glad you're off the second I meet you. If you're if you're Go in the, if you're in the circle if you're in the circle, yeah. then you know then I, I will I will talk your ear off. But um, I, I just I'm, I'm not the type of person that uh, that likes to go out of my way to try to get attention. I hate selfies. I mm-hmm. think it's, I'm I'm about as anti selfie as one can get. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that. Um, I'm just not, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into it. I don't think that's the purpose of social media. Okay, to I agree. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one thing we disagree on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for chatting with me and um, appreciate both of you. Let's do it again next week. What do you say? For sure. Tell me. Okay. All right. Have a good Sunday, and um, we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.